Hi, this is Arik and Aurelia. And we're the Xanders, and we're talking about life and important things. Or so we think. <laughs> we let you be the judge of that. All right, so I'm um, so happy to be sitting here with you today, um, this beautiful spring day in April. And, you know, there's a lot of things to talk about, I feel, and a lot of people have a lot of questions, and we maybe have answers. Because, you know, we are quarantined. Let's not forget that. We have social distancing, and we are lucky that we can sit so close together because we're married and we live in one household. Mm -hmm. And this has been a project that's been on our minds for a long time because Aurelia and I will just talk about things and then, you know, just like uncover all kinds of great wisdoms and whatnot. So I had the idea that we should record it. And then Aurelia thought we should do like a podcast or something out of it. So here we are. And do our best. So mm -hmm. because my problem is, you know, when people always say, oh, you know, just write a blog or do this or do that. Then I say, I don't know what I should write about. I have nothing to say. And so then we figured out that uh, unprompted, I really don't know what to say. But as soon as somebody asks me a question... I kind of have an opinion. I'm known to be opinionated. So here we are. But are they really opinions? Well, in terms of if you say opinions is something, some information that I gathered somewhere, something that I read or like an opinion piece, which is mostly judgment, then no. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, let's just get it out in the open. I mean, you're Virgo. And, uh -huh. and one of the qualities of Virgo is being opinionated, being critical, perhaps being judgmental or whatnot. Um, and, you know, these are, of course, the degraded qualities. But I feel like, you know, you don't really have opinions like how most people understand opinions to be. That's right. I definitely am a Virgo. And yes, I am opinionated, opinionated and I'm also critical. There is no doubt about it. However... The way most people are opinionated is that their mind is closed. Mine is not. Of course, living here in the real world, ha-ha, quotes, quotes, for real, you know, we have to have an opinion because otherwise we're just floating in outer space. Like, our body comes with an opinion. Now, the difference between my opinion and somebody else's opinion is that my opinion is always open for discussion. Mm, yeah, that that's that's key. I mean, I know that sometimes like with my opinions, I'm like convicted, you know. Uh -huh. And uh imprisoned, really. Yeah, and quarantined. I'm in quarantine with my opinions. I can be. <laughs> but that's something that I have really admired about you and something that I think that maybe we should elaborate on a little bit more is that when people have opinions about other people, for example, uh, I've, I know that people have had opinions about you, and I've seen how you react to them, and I just, I, my mouth drops because you don't take it to heart. Well, it is and isn't true. Like somebody says something to me or about me, or I hear that they have an opinion about me, 
My first thing is, yes, I take it to heart in the sense that I take it within myself. Like whenever I hear anything about me or, you know, you're this or she's that, you know, then I always look at, huh, could that be true? Am I actually displaying this behavior here or there? And if it is, which I have to admit it really is, but sometimes yes, I instantly go in a tone for that behavior, uh, positive or negative, believe it or not. And uh, most of the time, though, it doesn't ring a bell with me. So that means I don't hold an opinion about that about myself, which means I have no identity attached to it. And so then I know that it truly has nothing to do with me and that it is just a reflection, something that the person sees in me. Like the person sees some energy and projects whatever then that opinion is onto me. And uh, I have um, then compassion for their in prison. Like because Auric just said it so nicely. Like if you're opinionated with a closed mind, like thinking your opinion is a fact, you're actually living in a prison. Okay, you just dropped quite a few bombs there actually. And uh, it's very exciting because I do think at some point, maybe in another episode, we need to go over what this atonement is that you're talking about. And also how you can then look into and atone for good things as well. I mean, that's also very interesting. But what I kind of want to go into is, and, you know, if you're listening and you would like to hear more about those topics, please let us know so that we can kind of, you know, make a checklist and hit off certain topics. But what I want to go into right now is what I think is so interesting is how you let people stay in their quarantine of projection. Yeah, because there's nothing I can do. I mean, you know, if you are convinced that a certain thing is a certain way, then if I'm telling you it is not, we end up having a war, like a, you mm. know, like a religious war or a civil war or, you know, uh, I am right and you are wrong kind of tug of war. And there are enough wars on this planet. I really have no intention to contribute. Do you think those kinds of wars can also be unspoken? Hell yeah, if I may say so. Because mm -hmm. that's, you know, a whole different level of projection mm -hmm. that's like in the thoughts that then we have and that they will be acted out one way or another. So mm -hmm. at some point, some place, the war will show. But yes, it definitely can be uh, happening on a non-physical level. Also emotional. Yes. Like, and then that's why sometimes when you're around certain people, you can just feel like this tension that doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. You know, true. it's very interesting because, you know, I think like this letting people spin inside of their own quarantine of, or their own, yeah, quarantine of projections is a really interesting concept. But I do know at the same time that like when it comes to me, uh, and I say I start projecting onto you or into other people, uh, you definitely have my back. You do not let me get away with it. And I think this is also something that's interesting because it's kind of like case by case. Um, you wouldn't point out that someone is projecting 
you know, and from a state of clarity to just the lady at the bakery, <laughs> right? Even though I've been known to dance to do such a thing, <laughs> right? But so then it's case by case. It's, case it's by not. Case. A, it's not a like a general rule. Like it's you know because like I said, it's it's like. I have been so impressed by how you handle people with their arrows coming at mm. you. I see it all the time, mm. God forbid. Mm -hmm. And it's just, mm. to me, it's it's really like just show how you display these hearts and they turn into lotus flowers. Mm. I just, my, like I said, my mouth drops. And I think this is so interesting that we're talking about this because we're actually recording now during the month of Aries, mm. which is, you know, the archetype of war. Mm. So, mm. Well, thanks for elaborating on that, because for me, it's just a very clear like to say what you just said in different words would be, yes, like when I point out this projection to the lady at the bakery, that means for that moment, I enter into an intimate relationship with her. And I cannot, nobody can, I don't think so, or should for that matter, Uh, think that they can have intimate relationships with the whole world. Now, of course, you being my husband, you're my most intimate relationship of all. So hell no, I'm not going to let you get away with uh, some odd projections, whether they are onto me or onto anybody in our environment, because, you know, we are in the same boat, so to speak. So, um your projections become mine because if you project, then you don't feel good. You have said it yourself. You feel like you're convicted and you're in jail. Guess what happens when the husband ain't feeling good? The wife's going to suffer. So it's in a way very selfish for me to point out, hey, you know, your energy level just dropped because you just have this odd projection onto somebody. Maybe it would be beneficial for all of us if you could look into it and take responsibility if I may drop another bomb for another future podcast. Yeah, because when you say like selfish, it sounds more like self-responsible. And yeah, I can absolutely attest to all of that. Like I do not feel good when I judge others. And I guess what I have experienced is that when you do project, you start to create like a reality. Yes, because all reality is created by our projections into the quantum field or the zero point field. Now, if someone then is projecting onto you and you don't want that reality to be created, what's the best way to avoid that? Just to know that it's their reality and not mine. Let them spin. Let them spin in their reality. Mm -hmm. And then... Um, so you have to make that declaration within yourself. Yes. And not necessarily to them. Exactly. And it starts to become um, dangerous. Mm -hmm. Like when I said that then your projections become my projections is when, you know, the lower the energy level is, the less I will be able to discriminate, which is like another relationship thing you know ruled by the lover's archetype mm -hmm. you know because i then lose my clarity and then i think i am what's being projected onto me and so this is how everybody's energy is spiraling down and nobody is helped so i have a duty as a human being to keep my energy as high 
as possible. And when I do that, then there is no problem. Then I can always clearly see that's a projection coming onto me and has nothing to do with me abiding by the rules that I laid out in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then I will not participate in that. If I do, I do it by choice. And I know this, some of you may project onto me that I'm conceited and hey, I'm going to deal with it as it comes flying at me. However, like my reality is a marvelously beautiful, magical reality, always has been. And then sometimes, if you look at it like a bubble, I always thought, you know, my personal reality is like a bubble. And I live in this bubble, and then sometimes I go and meet with other bubbles. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like, you know, when you blow soap bubbles and they come together and then they become like one big bubble. Right. That would be ideal, you know, that we are all eventually become like one big bubble. But as it is, you know, boundaries are still important to most people so that they can act out their opinions. It's really interesting that that you say that um, because we just last night watched The Wizard of Oz and well, not the original, but the return to Oz with James Franco and Michelle Williams and. Galinda, the the good witch, you know, her power was light, but she did bubbles for show, Mm -hmm. right? It's very interesting. And how she had this protective bubble around her castle, Mm -hmm. but it got penetrated by the evil, wicked witch of the West, right? Mm -hmm. She was the wicked witch of the West already, or the East. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. But either way, it's like sometimes, though, then those bubbles can be penetrated, and... I feel like when that happens, you're still able to just handle those energies without going to war because you are doing the Mm. spiritual inner war within yourself all the time so that therefore there are no external wars that you cannot conquer. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's not easy, that's for sure. But like uh, in the movie, that's really true. And it was... You know, I don't know, east or west or whatever, but she's the one who is love and then turns to hatred. Yeah. And um, so then, of course, like that Mm. hatred, when it flies towards me, I sometimes feel it physically. Right. I've seen that. I mean, I really, and then I need help. Like if it's really, really strong, like a Mm -hmm. massive, massive attack of hatred then it, I feel it physical. I mean, I, it's like sometimes I feel like, oh my God, my heart stops now and it's like, no, 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 you know, I'm okay, I'm okay. And then, you know, everybody who loves me actually feels that too, whether it's you next to me seeing it or whether mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, a friend I have on the other side of the planet who then all of a sudden is, oh my God, something's happened to really, you know, shields mm-hmm. up or something like that. So... Uh, that is true, but mm-hmm. the end effect is always turning that hatred back into love. Like having, how should I say, having the greatest compassion for the greatest hater. Well, that's, because it's their hell. Well, that's really beautiful. And we're going to pick up on that after this short break. And elaborate more on how we can do that because I think it's really important that we do that in these times, especially now with COVID-19. Okay. 
100% pure essential oil synergies since 1991, brought to you by Aurelia Essential Oils, is the sponsor for this podcast. Please check out Aurelia Essential Oils on Instagram or AureliaEssentialOils.com. So we are back here, Arik and Aurelia. Hi. And we are talking about letting people spin into their um, ideas and projections of reality. And we were just about to get into about what's going on with COVID-19 and how love is the most important thing to counter the hatred that, that can be just sometimes, God forbid, breathtaking. And as an astrologer, because I've been, you know, looking at a lot of the charts, it's, it's vital that we as a collective, that we shift out of this reality, that we need to, you know, do our part. Because, of course, there's a lot of movements and stuff about creating your reality and having a vision board and manifesting your reality. But this is something that we've manifested too. You know, as a collective, every single country is affected by this. So I think this is something also that we can shift out of and that we need to do it with the power of love. Yeah, there is no other power. It's like I said before the break, you know, our projections and our ideas, our closed-minded, narrow-minded opinions that we do not allow to change, where, you know, we're not veering one inch left or right but this is what I see this is what I know and this is the truth you know this got us where we are because this lowered our vibration and we all know it you know our immune system is working at its best when our vibration is high yeah because I mean otherwise then the universe is just having us spin in our own reality (laughs) that's a funny thought right because I mean it's I mean, it's funny, but it's also kind of true. I mean, unless we want to be courageous and say, hey, you know what? Tell me what's wrong with me, (laughs) you know? Like, tell me what I need to work on. I mean, that's why we offer life coaching, by the way, because not everybody wants that. Or anybody who's really serious about working on themselves, you know? Well, yes and no, because, I mean, of course, what you say is totally true. However... On the other hand... I love those covers. I, <laughs> I have to say that the collective is a far cry from understanding that they are co-creators and as co-creators, they have to take responsibility. And this is even with all the people that call themselves, you know, the New Age movement like where they think they know everything about everything and how to create reality and how to this and how to that. And, you know, they do know it, but this is the age of Aquarius. We can know everything, you know, knowing that this is an apple and then taking it and eating it and experiencing it, like we all agree, two totally different things. And this is a little bit like it because... Even if I know how everything works and I do not do the first step of being self-responsible for my actions, nothing will change. It will always be a hit and miss. It's really interesting that you say that because one of the consequences of the quarantine has been pretty much studying from home, studying online, which on one hand I think is great, but on the other hand I can see how it's 
one of the side effects is exactly what you're saying. Just acquiring more knowledge, acquiring more information without really having to put anything into effect. I mean, how can you if you are at home? I mean, of course, it's not true for every subject, but especially for spiritual things, I, I can see how this would be one of the downsides. And of course, this is up to each person individually how they apply it. But more information is going to be made easily available. I don't know that this is entirely correct because if I think that, you know, now there are maybe five people listening to our podcast mm -hmm. and, you know, four of those people go like, hmm, that's interesting. I didn't know that about the self-responsibility. Hmm. I didn't know that about, you know, looking at myself first. Hmm. I didn't know that about, you know, having compassion for others' ignorance. And then they have nothing better to do because they are cloistered at home. And so let's say they do not just move on to the next Netflix flicks, you know, mm -hmm. but they actually do take the time and contemplate what they have now known, like this new knowledge. Then this is actually on a spiritual level already putting that knowledge into action because as you were the one stating it uh, in the first part of our podcast that you know all these projections they also are acted out in thoughts they are and if then everybody who is now just sitting at home stop acting out in thoughts because you know you can sit at home and obsess about I'm sorry to say so, Mr. Trump, the president, and just hate everything he does. You know, that's still hatred flying around. This is like no different as if uh, you stand there and say it to his face. Right. And, and that's exactly what, you know, we need to work on as a collective is all this evil thoughts and evil speech that have really begun to really take its toll. I mean... I feel like the media has, you know, put the president on the back burner um, or even just like the, the, the focus has really not so much on the antics and the tweets. I mean, you know, in good old Gemini fashion, I mean, he's a Gemini, he's tweeting like crazy, but it's, I feel like it's, it's more on the COVID-19 now. However, I do still see a lot of hateful uh, posts and hateful articles about, you know, just criticizing how he's handled it and whatnot. And I'm not, I'm not political, you know, I'm spiritual. I don't take one side or another. I'm just talking about the hatred that's being released. You exactly. Know? And this is exactly what we say. This has to stop and you can do that uh, from, you know, a location within your four walls because hatred is within the hater it really has nothing to do on which wall they project it and you know this in the old days like um, masters spiritual masters would go into a cave for a couple of years or whatever so that they knew that whatever would come up in their mind was their projection because nothing and nobody was there to trigger them other than the hatred and ignorance within themselves. And so, no, we can do a lot now 
especially now that we are quarantined. And then I guess we're coming full circle in a way because that's what you said in the beginning that to the extent where really it's about you take it to heart. Whatever you see in somebody else, you do look within yourself and see if it's triggering you or not. Sometimes you don't even need to look inside yourself because it's just very evident that it's triggering you. <laughs> but I guess what I also feel is that, you know, because I experience many emotions throughout the course of a day, I guess you could say I'm like, I don't know, the Romulan be- seeking to become Vulcan. <laughs> but it's it, what I what I understand is that if we talk about intolerance, right that i have seen in my healing practice and i and i know that from my healing work with research and understanding about that that intolerance is actually the cause of cancer wow i didn't know that but it makes total sense to me and it, and 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 what i find so interesting is that if you have intolerance for another person even if it's just you know, casual intolerance or to outright intolerance, like, God forbid, like someone's racist or something, then really you have intolerance for yourself because this is a reflection of yourself that that you just cannot bear to accept. That is entirely true. And here, yes, we are coming full circle because how do we get like what is called John Doe <laughs> to understand that he's responsible for his own triggers. This, I think, is the greatest task any spiritual teacher has to get their students to understand that, Mm-mm, like, this is within you and this is where you have to resolve it. I mean, from my teaching practice, when I was still doing that, you know, and I would see people, and it was often like that. Let's say two friends, like two BFFs. Now, all of a sudden, the one is doing something the other one can't stand. And so then I know them both, okay? So then one comes to me and says, yeah, but she did this and this and that. I said, yes, this may be. However, your trigger is yours. No, but she did this and this and that. And I said, yeah, I deal with that with her Mm -hmm. on her time. Don't waste your time telling me what she did or didn't do. Your time is better spent to see why are you so triggered. Exactly. And I swear, I would, I would make a fortune trying to get people to see... Take self-responsibility. That it's about that. Well, because we are... Um, human, humankind is a society of blamers. Yes. It's not about, you know, looking into the mirror. It's about looking through the binoculars. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And actually, And actually, I, I feel that it's... I have a funny story, actually. This morning, I was walking the fur baby. We, <laughs> we, we have a... Um, a beautiful Shiba. Shiba Inu. Her name is Seiya. And she's with us right now, actually, by the way. And I was walk I was walking her and I saw somebody who I had not seen in years. Uh, and it was it was on accident. It was from far away. And he saw me, the the person saw me, and 
he screamed, turned around, and and ran in the other direction. That's intense. I had never seen anything like that. I swear to I swear to God, it was like something out of an anime, like Studio Ghibli or out of you know Legend of Zelda or something, like one of these village people. It it was outrageous and and went and you know and and the habit of always being you know more and more self reflective. As this person would pop up in my reality years ago, randomly, he represented to me the victim and the blamer, and. Some other things as well that I don't need to get into. Uh, and I did work on myself to really eliminate this reflection in my reality. Side note, the best way to get rid of somebody, if you don't want them in your world, change yourself. The best way to change others is to change yourself. So then he dropped off. And then this morning he popped in. And then he turned around and he ran and he, and he screamed, like really screamed like a, like a school girl. <laughs> like I am not even I had never seen anything like that in my life. Too bad I was still sleeping. I would have loved to yeah. see that. And so I thought to myself, wonderful. This identity is scared of me. Wow. I love to hear that. You know, that. that it just popped up because, you know, COVID-19 and there's a lot of chaos. We have some interesting transits, Jupiter conjunct Pluto. So, of course, some weird things might resurrect. And there it was, ran away screaming. Now, that person, of course, has his own consensus reality. And clearly, he's not taking responsibility for whatever I'm reflecting back within him. He's running away from it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, God forbid, I don't want to say it's an intolerance, but it's, but I think this is right, you know, an example of what you're saying, trying to get people to take responsibility for themselves and to not just run away screaming or mm -hmm. to start throwing rocks, Beautiful. blaming. Beautiful. Yes. 100%. Mm -hmm. And this is really amazing to, an amazing example to see how reality always reflects our state of mind. Yeah. And we may try to ignore that and we may try to deny that, but it still is true. Yeah, thank you so much. So I think we've given you guys a lot to think about. And if anything perhaps triggered you, you can go ahead and look within yourself, especially during these times of quarantine and beyond, because even once we somehow muddle through this COVID pandemic, COVID-19 pandemic, it's always good to take care of our reality and take care of our, you know, triggers and any other topics that you would like us to talk about, please send an email to answers at arikzander.com, A-R-I-K-X-A-N-D-E-R.com. And please stay safe out there. And this has been Arik. And Aurelia. And we will talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye.